Lisa. <gasps> Grades are all I have. What could I be failing? I'm smart and a teacher's pet. Kim? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard! You're listening to All the King's Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. However, the views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and other contributors. They do not necessarily represent those of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. We've been spending an awful lot of time on the podcast and on social media worrying about the Kings and the playoffs, so I wanted to take a break from all that and just focus on some fun topics for a day. So, Jack A. Wilson is here to discuss Park Madness, this week's Kings Weekly episode, and what is widely considered one of the coolest days in sports. Subscribe on iTunes or any other podcasting app. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. And yes, the site is currently up to date and should remain so moving forward. I thank you all for your patience. So without further ado, your friend and mine, Jack Wilson. Joining me now, senior producer for Fox Sports West, Jack A. Wilson. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm good. I'm uh, just busy stuffing the ballot boxes for uh, for Bark Madness and preparing my ears for like a four hour block of John Rosen on Thursday night. <laughs> now, don't don't give the uh, the Bark Madness conspiracy theorists any ammunition there, Jack. We, yeah, uh, already... fake fake news. Uh, 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 yeah, what, what are all the other? I don't know. Like all the 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 buzz terms of the of the day. Yeah, in the it's... political world. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nightmare. Now you. Usually we are uh, very excited to hear about what you have in store for us on Kings Weekly. But this week, I think you were more excited to tell us than, than you've ever been. But before we get to that, I'm oh, going to make myself, you wait. Okay. All right. <laughs> before we, I, wanted to, I want to have you walk us through uh, who you're going to vote for in the Elite Eight of Bark Madness. So in our first matchup in the second round, we have Gustel Kopitar versus the dog that I think you're probably going to put most of your support behind, Daryl Muzzin. Well, I'm I I love Saint Bernard. So like this is it's it's always tough to go against Gustel, and I I don't even want to say I'm going against Gustel, but uh, I I think I'm okay with either winner here. My 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 pick before like my sentimental pick before the brackets began mm-hmm. was was Daryl Muzzin. So I'm gonna stick with Daryl Muzzin um, half heartedly because you know we all love Gustel and. And uh, Gustel's kind of the the OG Gustel and Milo <laughs> Brown. So uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to stick with with Daryl Muzzin, but uh, but there's no real. Uh, so it's going to be sad to see either lose there. Now, look, I don't know college basketball, so I'm assuming that what some, I'm assuming that at some point in history there was a second or third round matchup that became memorable, not because the team that won went on to win the tournament, but because the upset was so incredible. I would let's say George Mason, right? Didn't, sure. Yeah. Surely and they beat somebody important in the first or second round. So, so I would say, so maybe like I, I'm going to, but I, but I think, I think uh, Daryl's more exciting than George Mason. I'm going to go like Daryl's like Florida Gulf coast college. Like in like, like <laughs> okay. when they were like, just like all they would do is like shoot threes and dunks and somehow like, and dunk and somehow beat like three of the top teams in the country. So, if Daryl wins here, I would say we're looking at Daryl as our Florida Gulf, Gulf Coast College. Uh, fair enough. That means nothing, nothing to me, but I'm sure it'll mean something <laughs> to people, to, to normal people. Uh, our second matchup uh, on the uh, in the Western Conference, I suppose, of the Park Madness, uh, we have Hank Martinez versus Bo Carter. 
So yeah, this 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 we were just talking about this one before we got on. This is this is the tough one because I I mean I I feel like uh, like Hank Martinez makes a deep run every year, um, and, but always comes up short. So like we were I, I think I think if you were going to go for a hockey analogy, Hank Martinez is the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, um, uh, Maybe the Capitals, but I guess the Capitals don't really go deep enough. No. But, but, but as far as like uh, college teams go, I would say I, Hank's kind of the the Gonzaga. Like, looks really good going in every year. Usually makes a decent run, but, but has never made the Final Four. Ne- never made uh, made it all the way to the end. So this this could be Hank's year. On the other hand, uh, very partial to Bo Carter. Sure. Uh, I was devastated that Bo Carter lost in the first round last year. Um, so that, that would, that was a tough pill to swallow. Um, you know, who, who doesn't love the, the, the dog with the story with, with the sentimental story overcoming a handicap and, uh, and it's Jeff Carter's dog. So, yeah. I mean, really like, I don't really need to say more, say any more than that. Well, and, and Megan <laughs> Carter has been very involved, uh, this year in, in talking about Bark Madness, whereas I haven't seen anything out of the Martinez camp. So who knows? Maybe uh, I, yeah, I know. I, I think maybe Alec is just a little too cool to, uh, to, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think Hank's probably the same as Alec. Like Alec Martinez doesn't need to tell you how cool he is or how, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Disco Stu doesn't advertise. Hank Martinez doesn't advertise either. So I, I would say, uh, I, I would say that this is, I think is probably the toughest choice is that in this round is, is these two, um, because I mean, really the, again, you, you can't really have a, a bad winner here because they're, because they're, they're all good dogs, Jesse. They are, they are all good dogs. That is true. Uh, Alec Martinez definitely doesn't need you to, uh, need to tell you how cool he is. I was doing a, uh, a search trying to find an image of him wearing his original Kings Jersey. I forget which number it is now. I think it's 53. 50. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so did a Google image search and stumbled upon a headshot from some modeling, uh, gig that he did. Nice. And, and had one of those moments where my, where I was simultaneously, um, annoyed beyond, uh, reason, but also stunned at how, uh, and how ridiculously handsome that man can be. He's really, really, really good looking. <laughs> it was really annoying. Um, I, I will say, just since we were singing the praises of Megan Carter and uh, and the uh, and her support of, of Bark Madness, we, we should give a little love to uh, to the organization she's a part of. Absolutely, um, Wags and Walks, which is on the heels of last year's Bark Madness. My wife and I um, got our second dog Darby through wags and walks. And with the help of Megan Carter, who was extremely awesome and kind of guiding us through that process. So, uh, so props to Megan Carter for giving some love to bark madness and, and, uh, and cat, uh, Bellinger and, uh, giving some love to, to Dodger to Foley and, and all the rest. Lots of Arlo has been getting involved. Emma has been getting involved. It's cool to see all the players and their, there are significant others getting involved in supporting the cause this year since really what this is all about is, is raising awareness and, and uh, helping encourage people to adopt, you know? And Megan Carter heard me mention that I liked Rhodesian Ridgebacks, uh, hit me up to let me know that she has four puppies that need, uh, <laughs> need <laughs> so, you took, so I'm, I'm going to assume the end of the story is you took all four. Uh, that would be the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> if I adopted four Rhodesian Ridge, even if I adopted one. Uh, now, moving out to the eastern 
uh, conference. Okay. Uh, we've got Emma Pearson versus uh, Anja Aginla. Is it Anja or Onja? I'm not sure we ever sorted it's, that. Uh, out. It's Anja, and it's actually Kopitar is, uh, is how you say the last name. <laughs> A very droll. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Who do you got, so, Emma or Anja? I mean, no offense to the, one of the greatest NHL forwards of all time, but <laughs> – but, uh, but I'm going to pick Anja Kopitar. No, I, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm going to pick Emma Emma Pearson. Yeah. Um, I mean, Emma's the defending champ. Yeah. So, so I guess Emma's our Villanova, right? Like Villanova <laughs> defending champ. Um, sure. I mean, Jesse, I'm not asking you a lot to be aware of who won the NCAA basketball championship last year, but that's fine if you want to act like that was absurd. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Emma Pearson here, defending champ, until <laughs> I see otherwise. Um, you know, she's the one to beat. And then that brings us to my favorite matchup, Arlo Dowd versus Dodger Toffoli. I suspect you and I come down on very different sides of this. Uh, of I this so my my theory. Well, I, I I'm a I'm a fan of Arlo Dowd, but my theory is who isn't right. <laughs> my theory is much like the hacking played a, uh, allegedly played a role in our in our our uh, our country's election uh-huh. this past year. I'm going to say that Tyler Toffoli's hacking yesterday. Uh, is going to play a role. I, I think the the that Tyler uh, and 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 his team were really smart to use that as a way to pump up Dodger and get the vote out. Yeah, um, I thought that was handled really well. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and I'm going to say that that's going to be. I I would I would say Arlo by by a nose uh, by a whisker. <laughs> sure. uh, but 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 after yesterday and how well that was handled and uh, and how they flip that to their advantage uh, i'm gonna go with dodger so you're saying that dodger to uh campaign team has a good ground game is that i th- i would say so yeah don't forget to hit wisconsin uh <laughs> so so yeah i would say i, w- I would that's what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with dodger there in a, in a kind of last second flip-flop here hmm. well i'm still pulling for arlo and uh you know as you said they're all good dogs but i think that photo of arlo and daryl hanging their heads over uh, the fence I mean, whatever comes of this, we always have that. (laughs) Exactly. Like that. That's yeah. So we'll always have that photo, and that that's really what we all we're all winners in this because we all end up with great pictures of of very good dogs. So that that's why Bark Madness is great, despite what some uh, LA Kings broadcasters may think. Hey, look, Jack. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let somebody in a basement tell me which, which fake, fake popularity contest to pay attention to on the internet. It would. I, how much money would you have paid to hear somebody follow up that that, that Daryl's answer in the post game last night with a question about Bark Madness like that? That would. <laughs> like, speaking of people sitting in basements, Daryl, what are your thoughts on round two of Bark Madness? Oh my gosh, that would have been. That would have been pretty good. I had to pay yeah. his, uh, all the money is how much <laughs> yeah. I would have paid for. So let us now move to the uh, to the the subject du jour, and that is this week's episode of Kings Weekly. Jack, anybody who knows anything about you knows mm-hmm. that you love your dogs. Oh, lots of people know lots of things about you, me. I guess. You <laughs> love you love your wife. Yeah, you love yeah, the Big Lebowski. Uh huh. And you True. love the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, yes, I do. And you know who else loves the Simpsons? Well, anybody with half a brain, (laughs) sure. but also also John Rosen. Uh, so John Rosen and I, um, got to spend some time with Mike Scully, uh, writer, producer for the Simpsons, Parks and Recreation, Ray, uh, everybody loves Raymond. 
uh, the new, a new show, which I really enjoy called the Carmichael show, uh, and, and many, many others. Um, and he is a diehard Kings fan dating all the way back to the Springfield Kings who were the Kings first AHL affiliate. Originally the Springfield Indians, they, um, became the Springfield Kings at the launch of the LA Kings organization. Uh, and they, so what we did, we took him to practice with the Kings, mm-hmm. Pete, De, Pete Demers, who I'm sure you're familiar with and most Kings fans are familiar with the trainer long for the LA. Trainer. Yeah. Long, long time trainer for the LA Kings. Uh, and still around the organization comes out for a lot of the alumni events. Awesome guy, great guy. And, uh, so he was actually the trainer for the Springfield Kings in the late sixties. So Mike remembered him from, you know, giving him and his buddy sticks and pucks and all that. And there are a couple of funny stories that went along with that, that they exchanged. So we connected Mike with, with Pete Demers at practice. They shared some old Springfield Kings, King stories, which were awesome and fascinating and great to hear. And then we went to the L, the uh, Simpsons production studios and offices. And, uh, we got a full tour and got to go inside the writer's room and kind of see how everything works there and how it's been working for the last 25 years. And, uh, in addition to that, we got in-depth on Lisa on Ice, one of the best episodes ever of The Simpsons, and of course, a hockey-themed episode. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we talked to Mike about his love of hockey and, role, and the role it played in writing that episode, and just some of all the other fun details within that episode that are kind of like cool little uh, nuggets for hockey fans. So um, we are very excited about this piece. I'm very excited about how it turned out. And, uh, I, I would highly recommend everybody checking it out either tomorrow night or on Kings weekly or when it's up online later. And he, he so, wrote that episode, right? He wrote that episode. Yes. He wrote, and he wrote a lot and it's, it's cool. It's explained in the piece pretty well, but he wrote a lot of Lisa centric episodes, which he, attributed to the fact that he has five daughters. So wow. Wow. the whole, the Homer Lisa relationship, he said really kind of spoke to him and he, um, he got, he found a lot, a wealth of comedy and, and, and sentimentality within that. So that, and that's a lot of the basis of Lisa on ice at, at its heart is a Bart Lisa story, but there's a lot in there as well about Homer and his relationship with Lisa. So, um, it is, is something that I had probably more fun working on than, than just about anything else we've ever done. And, uh, and we're really, really happy with the way it turned out. And John Rosen, uh, w- you know, another Simpsons nerd uh, along with us was, uh, is, is in the, with, throughout the piece. He was kind of our, uh, he's our on-air reporter, uh, breaking down the world of Mike Scully. If I'm not mistaken, that episode has one of my favorite quotes Simpsons quotes and one that still gets used by me and my friends, I think, <clears throat> at least a few times a year, and that's Bart gets to sit up front because he's a good guy at Because <laughs> he's a good guy at <laughs> There are so many so obviously within this piece we're just focusing on the the the, the, the Lisa hockey storyline. Sure. But like but as we were going through pulling clips uh, from that episode, the like the 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 little just throwaway jokes throughout that episode, the um, the eat up Martha, that that, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that one, the uh, Uter being chased through the locker room yeah. by Homer and saying, Snapping don't chase me, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> like the, there's so many little throw Milhouse getting his teeth knocked out and Apu <laughs> shouting at him to keep up the chatter. 
Uh, like there, there are so many other just great little nuggets throughout throughout that episode that that it was hard not to get stra- distracted by them. But um, like I said, we were able to focus on on Lisa on Ice, and uh, and and we got some really great stuff out of that. And I think Kings fans and old school Kings fans will really enjoy um, t- hear the the chat about uh about the springfield kings and some of those days and some of the players who came through there and uh, mike scully tells a great story uh which involves um uh eddie shore chasing him and his young friends through the parking lot of uh the old springfield coliseum brandishing a stick at them (laughs) and pete pete demir's uh tells an even better story perhaps well it tells an even better story about uh, being taken down by seven cops trying to break up a <laughs> brawl in the, in the middle of a, uh, a game. It's, I can't do the story justice. Wow. I you really should watch this piece. But on top of all the Simpsons nerddom, there's some really, really cool old King's history within throughout it. So highly recommend. And w- another thing, that's, that's just one part of the show. As you know, our friend Twitterless Gary yeah. <laughs> uh, w- is involved in horse racing and uh he and some other guy and along with the, the guys from his race team own a horse that they named kopitar and kopitar ran his first race a couple weeks ago so we were there at santa anita with gary and little red feather racing and we got a uh inside all access look at kopitar's first race which he did very well in and uh so that that will be in this show as well and, and, and uh, let's, we let's take go ahead. pause on that real quick. And, yeah. and he is not only involved, but I believe he's a managing partner. Yes, um, he of is. Little Red Feather, which is uh, if I think the largest uh, racing consortium inside California. But also, um, we've been waiting for Kopitar to run this race huh. for almost a year now. Yeah, uh, they finally gave him the green light to race, and they chose last Thursday at three p.m. Uh, we were that, all, that's true, <laughs> we, and I was certainly ready to go. Um, right. I had every intention of being there to watch Kopitar race in his first race. And unfortunately, uh, Wednesday. Uh, was there something going on at Wednesday at 3 p.m.? Came the announcement that at th- Thursday at 3 p.m. there would be a press conference at Staples Center uh, involving, oh, what? involving Bob Miller. <laughs> oh, oh, that's unfortunate time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, then the good news is I'm sure a lot of Kings fans would have loved to have gone out to see Kopitar's first race. Uh-huh. But so if you weren't able to, which I'm most sure most weren't. Um, Check out Kings Weekly on Thursday night this week, oh, and uh, and we will, uh, like I said, we have, we have all access with Little Red Feather Racing, our friend Gary, and uh, and and it's it's really cool. It's the, like I said, Kopitar did very well in his first race, so hopefully we'll have a lot more coverage throughout Kings Weekly, and uh, King, fans can kind of follow along as Kopitar continues to progress. And and who knows, maybe next year we'll have a a, a Bark Madness style tournament. Uh, with horses named after hockey players, one, uh, I, one never knows. John Rosen's already making his <laughs> uh, his list up right now. Um, uh, so hold on, I yeah. got to throw one more thing in there because 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 as if that's not enough, we actually have a really fun piece that Patrick O'Neill did uh, with us. Um, Kevin Gravel and Nick Dowd played together at St. Cloud State when they went to the Frozen Four. Uh, Brooks, who is the video coordinator for the Kings. Uh, it, it all was their teammate. All three guys are with the Kings now. Two are players. One works on the with the coaching staff. Um, so, kind of really cool story about 
that those origins uh, and kind of they they we got them to share some stories, some uh, embarrassing, funny and whatnot stories about each other from the college days. But um, it, it, very cool. And so, like I said, any other week, that would probably be the our, our strongest, funniest piece. But it's a stacked, loaded show, probably the most stacked Kings Weekly we've ever done. So three really cool um, stories. And uh, I think everyone will enjoy them. Well, Jack, you have had the opportunity to cover uh, two Stanley Cup runs. You've been to the Sutter Farm. You've been all over the continent following the Stanley Cup. You've gotten to know the players. You've gotten to know some of their families. You have spoken to scouts, assistant coaches, general managers, reporters, players. Um, they all think Gustel's going to win. <laughs> I've, I've always, I've always been uh, slightly jealous of of your career and uh, and the opportunities it's afforded you. But honestly, I think going to the Simpson Studios and hanging out with Mike Scully, maybe. The, the most jealous I've ever been. <laughs> um, I, I just want to say I am a gigantic nerd when it comes to the Simpsons. I, I've made this joke a couple of times that I don't think, I think don't think uh, John will get offended by me saying this because he is a vocally a Simpsons nerd as I am. But yeah. I was glad John Rosen was there with me because that made me the cool guy. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, like I, I, I was so happy, happy to be able to do this with John and, and because, because both of us, both of us are such big fans, and um, it was an amazing experience. And, and I think it really comes through when you see the final piece. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Whether you're a Simpsons fan or a Kings fan or both, which I think a lot of people are, uh, I, I can't re- recommend it enough, man. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know plenty of people are. The plan originally was to have John with us. Um, it was, but, but it turns out, it turns out he got, uh, he's preparing for like some, I don't know. He's like call a Kings game or something tomorrow <laughs> on TV. It's weird. I don't He thinks that that's more important, I guess. Much like, uh, <laughs> first race being upstaged by, uh, by Bob Miller's retirement. We've been, uh, we've been big time as, uh, John Rosen will be calling the game tomorrow night against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, yeah. And well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I hope everybody likes John Rosen as much as I do, because you're going to get like a four hour block of him tomorrow night at Fox Sports <laughs> West. So, and honestly, we are both lucky enough to have John as a friend in our life outside of hockey. Like we should just take a second to just say how cool this is for, for John and for everybody who knows him and, and how happy we all are for him. Um, we miss Bob still. No one's ever going to replace Bob. Yeah. But the fact that John Rosen gets to step in that seat for a night, you you know how John John feels the same about way about Bob Miller that we all do, and he John's out you know grew up a Kings fan, listening to Bob Miller just as we all did. So can you? I can't even imagine the feeling of stepping into that seat for one game, and just how how freaking cool that is. So it's very happy for John, and uh, like I said, happy that we were able to uh, do this uh, Mike Scully project together as well. I I think John is is incredibly uh, talented as a play-by-play announcer. I've always enjoyed mm-hmm. listening to his calls on the radio. I think that he will do an excellent job and always does do an excellent job. But I would have I would have to imagine that even for John, because I, I mean, I can only imagine that everybody thinks exactly the same way I do, even though, <laughs> even though evidence suggests the contrary. But I just know for me personally, I would feel like I was 
not worthy, right? Like I was somehow pretending if if, uh, if I mean, ever that, I were in a situation like that. But that that's because we we haven't uh, we don't have the the background and the preparation and the uh, John is definitely worthy. He's earned, oh he's, he's great, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, but I know what you mean. I, I don't even know how you begin to. I I think I don't know. You'd have to ask John, but I would imagine part of it is pushing that perspective out can't really think of it in that perspective because yeah, no, that's right yeah because if that if that were the case no one would ever no no one would be calling laker games at this point still and <laughs> no one would ever call another king's game again uh so anyway yeah. it's, and, it's, and uh, nobody would be able to hear anything about the dodgers not that they can anyway but yeah who the who now i don't i'm not familiar <laughs> well, with well they're them. not on tv anymore but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no look there's only one person i'm aware of that is uh happy to see bob go and that's uh our friend and and uh and horrible horrible monster hsthb everybody oh. else is is appropriately sad I, I don't even know if he, <laughs> uh, you want to put that out there because he uh, that, I, I i'm not sure that's the cro- the proper characterization and uh I I pray for his Twitter mentions for you framing it that way <laughs> well anyway I want to thank you for joining me Jack uh, yeah, just want to make it clear uh, to half season ticket holder buddy, I had nothing to do with that comment. Uh, thank you for having me, Jesse. <laughs> and uh, Kings fans, please do if you haven't if you haven't yet set your DVRs uh, to record Kings Weekly this week because uh, you will not want to miss it. It sounds like yes. an excellent, excellent episode. And and everyone says add fifteen to thirty minute extension on it because our show yeah. starts later if the game goes later, and then we get tweets about people angry. Right. And I understand I'm sympathetic to it, but on the other hand. You should know how live sporting events work. So, <laughs> Especially um, at this point. Yes. So I think it even gives you an option. When you hit, when you set it to record, it Mine should say <laughs> add 30 minutes. Yeah. Go ahead and say yes. I, unless your DVR is just that crammed full that you can't add the 30 minutes for safety, um, then I, my apologies to you. But go ahead and add those 30 minutes so you don't miss anything. Look, Jack, it wouldn't be a proper episode of All the King's Men with you if we didn't instantly derail right at the moment of closing the episode so now i've got one last derailing non-hockey related question oh all right how annoyed are you when your dvr gets cluttered with old things that haven't been deleted um well no i i mean usually it's me cluttering it so it's not like my wife really clutters right. it. she she's she's actually pretty good at uh and probably watches a whole lot less tv than i do but uh yeah i mean sure i I'm not, I'm not, see, I'm the wrong guy to ask that. Cause I'm not sentimental about physical things either. Like I, right. my, I, I get in trouble for like throwing things away that I don't think we need anymore or that I think are like clutter or whatever. And, uh, I get in trouble for throwing away too soon or, or things that are actually useful for us apparently still. So I'm, I'm the same way with my approach to the DVR, especially nowadays. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm going to delete this. And if I decide some point later on, oh, I really want to watch that after all, I'm sure I can find it somewhere else. So, yeah, well, that's funny. I'm, you, I'm something of a digital hoarder when it comes to like music or, or video clips or whatever. Like my last, I think I was looking through my iTunes last night and I have songs that I haven't listened to in 20 years that yeah. I just happened to have a CD of and just thought, well, I'll burn it and then I'll have it forever. And I don't even remember ever owning it, but for some reason, my DVR, I don't want anything on it. Yeah, well, that that seems like some sort of OCD thing. Maybe you should Maybe go talk is. to somebody. <laughs> Maybe it is. Anyway, thank you for glad, joining glad us, you, Glad you took these five minutes to work that out <laughs> here. Like I said, it's not a proper episode until I waste everybody's time. Uh, Wait, hold on. <laughs> I like that you felt like that that was necessary to go off the rails when we had just spent a half hour talking about uh, dogs and The Simpsons. But then you, you felt like we need that was not enough of nope. wasting people's time that you had to uh, do a little DVR chat. 
talking about dogs is never a waste of time. And talking about The Simpsons is only a waste of time uh, if the person you're talking to really, really doesn't like The Simpsons. Uh, like my like <clears throat> my father. And That's just real quick here, story. I'm just going to throw this out since we're wasting time. Uh-huh. Uh, the the I've seen a lot for whatever reason the uh, pie uh, cheesecake <laughs> yeah. uh, controversy uh-huh. has kicked back up on Twitter, and I saw the King's account trying to like make some official ruling last night, which is garbage because there's no authority other than myself on this topic. Oh, uh, I didn't realize. <laughs> well, who wrote the post? <laughs> Who wrote the ungodly long post about pies and spent a huge section talking about whether or not cheesecake was a pie? You tell me, Jesse. No, it so was, until I, I grant you that. <clears throat> until someone spends an entire weekend writing a post breaking all this down, uh, I'm considering myself the only authority. And let me just tell you, cheesecake is neither a pie or a cake. Uh, everyone needs to relax with all this over-categorization. So... Uh, don't believe the fake news out there from the LA Kings account and the rest. Uh, cheesecake is neither a pie nor a cake and will remain that way forever. Well, I, and, and those of longtime listeners will know that I have finally come around to agreeing with you. However, <laughs> not because I acknowledge your authority as the pie expert, but, well, because, that's... but because of an article I read by Dan Nosowitz uh, for Atlas Obscura, uh, where he identifies the traditional... New York cheesecake as a quote custard tart. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, good, good for that guy with from that <laughs> thing you talked about yep. right there. That's fine. I'm glad that he agrees with me. Smart man. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. So uh, for Jack Wilson, my name is Jesse Cohen, Kings fans. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Popcorn still overrated. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>